Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome to a special edition of the Shant Show and talk about college realignment and college sports. Um, listen, we this week has been a very tumultuous week for college athletics. Basically, the Pac-12 is dead, RIP. You basically got the Beave and the Cardinal left, and that's about it. Um, the Big 12 thinks that they're powerful, but they're really not. They're eventually just going to be like, you know, split in half into the Big Ten and the SEC. And well, the, the little itty bitty little Sunbelt is about the only conference left in uh, college athletics that feels right. Every single state that ha- contains a Sunbelt school is touching. They're all in the Sunbelt. Imagine that shit. Um, this is a dark time for college sports. It's a time where TV executives and school presidents and executives and boards, uh, you know, trustees and all those, they're putting the dollar sign ahead of the athlete and they're putting the dollar sign ahead of tradition and ahead of history. And in some cases that can be good. Most cases it's not. I can't tell you the last time that Pitt or West Virginia were relevant, but I can still tell you in 2007 when West Virginia was one game away from the national championship game and lost to a Pitt team that at the time I think was three and eight. Like they were awful, but the backyard brawl meant so much. And those Pitt guys got up for it and they denied West Virginia the chance at a, at a national championship. That matters. And you don't have that anymore. Penn State is going to be playing Oregon on a Saturday night at midnight, and it's not going to feel right. Texas Tech is now going to be playing against Arizona State. That doesn't feel right. That feels icky. Like, that doesn't feel good. And I don't think we're done yet. I think the ACC is on verge of collapse. I think the Big 12 has extended its stay a little bit longer, but it's not going to last all that long. And very soon you'll have the power two that, in my opinion, will eventually leave the NCAA entirely and create their own league just for football. I think the rest of their sports they'll leave behind in the NCAA, but very, very soon... I don't think you will have NCAA-sanctioned college football in the SEC or the Big Ten. Um, I think that this is a disastrous trend for college athletics. And with most terrible things, you can trace its origins back to Texas and the founding of the Longhorn Network, um, which will forever be horns down. Um that network and ESPN buying in and telling Texas that they were more important than anyone else. 
and giving them all that money um, ruined what college sports was about, and it became instantly about money. Um, Again, dark days ahead. This is not fun, but the silver lining is that the Sun Belt might come out of this as A, a Power 5 conference, if that's even a thing anymore, and B, the most traditional conference in the entire NCAA. Josh, I'll turn it over to you. I'll step off my soapbox here. A lot of changes in the last couple of weeks. What are your opinions on all of it? Well, first of all, that's that's one of your your best soapboxes so far, and you've had a lot. But um, I'll, I I'm totally down to agree with the sentiment that the m- most awful things originate in Texas. That's fine with me. Um, we'll roll with that. But yeah, um, the Sun Belt might be the only real conference for football, at least left. The only real conference left might be the Sun Belt because. Conference USA, like, um, I'd like to point out the fact that only 70% of their members this year are even eligible to win the conference because they got three FBS, FCS to FBS transfers. So that conference doesn't mean anything. The MAC is fine, but whatever. But the Sun Belt is the only conference left with natural geographic hate and we were talking about this earlier in the pre-pod. Um, it just all has come together like this perfect puzzle geographically where all of the Sunbelt schools, although we've added a ton over the couple, last couple of years and Coastal's only been it for seven years, but these schools really, really hate each other. Georgia Southern and Coastal don't like each other. Georgia Southern and Georgia State, obviously. Um, App State and Georgia Southern hate each other. Coastal and App State can't stand each other. All we have to do on Twitter is say some little thing to App State, and we have our best tweet ever, like, interacted with. Um, so I think that the biggest takeaway from this is that the Sun Belt is the only real conference left in college football. Um, eventually, it's going to be like you're going to have, like, the SEC West and the SEC East, and that's going to be a conference, two separate ones, and you're going to have – the Big Ten West and the Big Ten East, and that's going to be a conference. And then, shit, you'll have the Sun Belt because everybody else is gone. Um, And I think this really bodes well. We didn't even talk about it in this fashion. But coming into effect in the 2024 season is the new college football playoff with 12 teams, and an auto bid is awarded to the top five, I think, right? Or is it six? Um, conferences by whatever metric, there's not going to be enough conferences left. The Sun Belt might get the third or fourth bid every year now. I mean, this is ridiculous. The Sun Belt's definitely a winner from this, from remaining out of it and unchanged. And I'm just excited for the future of the league if there's any silver lining from this. But I'm terrified for the future of the NCAA. Yeah, I mean... Listen, I'm not rooting for the death of any conference, but the death of the Pac-12 definitely means that Coastal Carolina, or excuse me, the Sun Belt in general, will have a much easier route to the playoff. They will almost certainly be guaranteed a spot every year. And 
that changes a lot of things. That brings a lot more money, a lot more attention, a lot more, you know, TV dollars and and, and all those things to the Sun Belt, which I trust the Sun Belt based on their history to do the right thing with those, to invest in the schools that they have, to improve their their TV agreements, to um, improve the facilities and, and help the conference grow as it is without adding 20 teams to the league and becoming, you know, just bloated with, you know, now Coastal Carolina has to travel all the way to San Diego to play San Diego State. I don't want that. I'm excited to play UCLA this year, but that's a non-con game. That's fun. Jordan, this all started many years ago with the Longhorn Network and and the money that that brought in, and and we went over that a little bit, but this newest round started with Colorado jumping ship. Just that one move, just Coach Prime taking Colorado to the Big 12, do you think that was the right move for the right school at the right time? Or do you think it was all just chasing dollar signs? I think that move by Coach Prime was about dollar signs. And the reason I say that is because at the time, Colorado, before even Prime got there, Colorado was the worst team in the Pac-12, one of the worst teams in college football. Coach Prime comes in. He brings his son in. He brings Travis Hunter in. Then all these other players come in from different places that they played at before they got to Colorado. It's about dollar signs. You know, he'll say, he can tell you one thing. I'm telling you it's about dollar signs. They're trying to build Colorado up into one of the most lucrative, money-wise teams in all college football. You got one of the most controversial head coaches in college football. That's your head coach. You got a son that plays quarterback. We don't know how good he'll play in the in the in the what is it the Big Twelve this year? Members this year, I think they will be. No, they're, they're still members of the Pac twelve. They move in twenty twenty four. Okay, well, we'll still get to see him this year in the Pac twelve, and then they'll transition over. But I think, it, I mean, but my thing is though, and Coach Prime brought it up in the press conference a few days ago. People want to talk about players leaving, getting in the transfer portal and trying to go some other places where they were at before teams are doing the same thing now so it's okay for all these teams to leave and join different conferences conferences that they've been in for over 100 years 50 years then when a player tries to leave and do what's best for him then it's a problem then you got Nick Saban saying something about it then you got Dabo Sweeney saying something about it I just don't understand it but when it's good for your university or college, then you want to do it. That's what I understand. And it's a mess. I I, I think that it's going to – it's like, you know, Josh pretty much said it, it might be just two conferences, two divisions. I think that's what, how they're going to do it. And it won't be a pretty sight because I hate it. I hate that these teams are leaving. We're never going to see a Civil War matchup again now. Like, think about that. Oregon and Oregon State one of the most traditional rivalries in all of college football. We're not going to see that again. 
Yeah, Oregon and Oregon State, their campuses are separated by about 50-ish miles. That's a non-conference game. But Oregon and Rutgers, who are separated by some five, six, seven thousand miles, that's a conference game. You kidding me? Ridiculous. That can't, that's not sustainable. And I, I really think the college football is headed towards the NFL route. I think you'll have an AFC and an NFC. You'll have the Big Ten and the SEC. They'll play their own version of their own playoffs. They'll each produce a champion. And then those two champions will play in a Super Bowl-esque game for, hey, we're the champions of college football. I think if it's that's what those two money, are. that's where they're going. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think that's what those two conferences have in mind. Mario, you've been awful quiet over there. What are you thinking about and, and what's going through your mind with all this conference realignment? Honestly, I think this conference realignment, I think it's crazy because there's some schools that can't accomplish the goals that they want to as a team. So they're, I feel like they're jumping ship to get a better opportunity to do that, to get into that top four who maybe want a tougher competition. But like we talked about, for instance, Colorado, there are also teams that are jumping ship because they're looking for a money grab. Honestly, like we talked about, it's great for it's great for the Sun Belt. It's unfortunate for the college football landscape in general because there's so many years of tradi- like tradition. It's been a century of just college football tradition that we're just tossing away. However, for the Sun Belt, if the Sun Belt is able to stay intact, it's going to be huge. We're gonna, again, like we're talking about, it's going to be a 12 team playoff. So with that being said, if Coastal wins the Sun Belt one year, we're getting an automatic bid, and that's huge for Coastal, and that's huge for the recognition of this school. And going back to the episode that we talked about where me, Josh, and Curtis were debating on whether Coastal is a football school, if that happens and we get that auto bid, there was no doubt in my mind that we turn into a football school after that. There's no, There shouldn't be a doubt in anybody's mind with that being said. So with that being said, there's a lot of unpredictable things that are happening. However, I also do see the Sun Belt breaking down eventually. If they keep on, because at the end of the day, it's the Sun Belt. At the end of the day, we're the Sun Belt, and nobody gives us the respect we deserve. We talked about how disrespected Grayson McCall is as a quarterback. We were talking about it off stream. Grayson McCall didn't even crack like the top, barely cracked like the, the top 25 quarterbacks heading into this year. And we all know he should at least be like top 10. So with that being said, Sun Belt keeps getting disrespected. If that disrespect keeps happening, I could, and we don't get the opportunities that we deserve. I can definitely see the Sun Belt breaking apart as well. And like Curtis said, it wouldn't surprise me that years down the line, I don't know when, this turns into like an AFC versus NFC type of thing. And honestly, I don't want it to be that way. Because if it happens that way, we definitely don't get. It's hard to manage. We got the ranking system will be terrible. And honestly, Coastal, I don't think we'll ever get a break if that happens. Because we're just put in one conference with all the big schools, and they're not going to look at us any other way. However, if the Sun Belt can keep intact, if they can turn into a competitive league, it could be huge for the Sun Belt. Not just for Coastal, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, all these, all these other schools. It's, it, it's going to be crazy, you know. And especially, and honestly, and honestly, it's just, it's, it's just a crazy thing. It really is, and and it's unpredictable. I feel like it's going to be unpredictable for years to come, and. We just got to wait and see what happens. But if the Sun Belt can stay intact, that's huge for Coastal. Yeah, and I think one thing that, I don't know, is giving me some encouragement through this is that all of the schools in the Pac-12 that jumped 
all of the schools that, you know, in the last little bit have changed conferences, there were always rumors and mumblings. And like, I haven't heard one word about any school in the Sun Belt even thinking about jumping ship anywhere. They're all invested in this. They're all willing to grow with this. They're all looking at this and saying, we are in prime position to dominate all sports aside from football and men's and women's basketball. This is another angle I want to talk about real quick, and then I'll turn it over to Josh and Mario. They've got their hands raised here in the Zoom. But I know that these decisions are being made for football because that's where the money is, and basketball is right behind them. But I feel sorry for the women's field hockey athlete at Rutgers who now has to go to class on Wednesday catch a flight to Los Angeles to play USC on Thursday night, fly from USC to Oregon, play them on a Sunday, and catch a red eye back so that she can be in class on Monday morning. You want to tell me how that makes any sense? It doesn't, and it never will. And those are the athletes that are going to suffer most. And I think a lot of those athletes will choose the Sun Belt in the coming years. Coastal is one of the most isolated schools in the Sun Belt. But it's still not that far. You know, you've got two schools in Alabama. Two schools in Mississippi. Like... Arkansas State is not that far away. Two, two in schools, Virginia, too. Yeah, I was about to say two schools in Virginia. Like, if if the worst weekend that you'll have is the one weekend a year and the one week a year where you'll have to play an away game at Texas State and at um, Arkansas State. And that's not even that bad. You can take a bus to play most of your games. Is that ideal? No, but that's the reality for most of those sports anyways. They're not flying. They're taking a bus. And and conference realignment has shunned those groups and, and shunned those sports to chase money in football. And it's ridiculous. You want to start accusing schools of ignoring Title IX? This is your chance to do it. This is it right here. They don't give a shit about women's cross country. They never have. And this move proves it. They can they can claim oh Michigan was women's cross country national or a Big 10 champion and that matters as much as as Michigan being the Big 10 champion in football. Bullshit. You don't care. And you never did, and you proved it once again by chasing dollar signs over chasing, you know, enrichment in, in students' lives and, and changing their lives and allowing them to use academics to improve their lives and improve their future. You don't care. You just want your team on ESPN more often for the 
10 Saturdays in the fall that you play. Congratulations. Mario, I'll turn it over to you here for uh, for another point. Yeah, no, what you said is 100% accurate. They're not thinking about all the other sports having to take that cross-country trip and being fatigued and everything like that. I remember uh, for one year we had uh, we had this – we had basically we had this student. She was doing a class, but obviously she had to work for CSN. And I remember uh, Seuss talking to her because she did cross country for us. And I remember Seuss talking to her about like about how they had to like how they had to go cross country. I think to like Kansas or something like that. And she was talking about how exhausting it was, how she barely had any sleep and everything like that. That's going to be basically every single college moving on forward because we're just transferring conferences. And it's sad because at the end of the day, no matter what school you are, football will always be the biggest sport. So you're a lot of athletic departments rely solely on football to make their choices. Well, because our football team is not making enough money here, we're just going to transfer to a different conference. Like you said, not thinking about the girls who have to do cross country, who got to travel across, who have to travel across the country just to face a new opponent. The reason why, and I asked Josh if I could go first, the reason why is because I wanted to ask you. Obviously, we talked about like the Sun Belt and everything like that and how if we're one of the very last divisions left and we're sticking to it, it's going to be great for us. However, like you talked about, it might get to a point where we're going to have only two conferences in general in college. So what I want to ask you is, do you think in the future that once that happens, once conferences and, and divisions keep on breaking up, do you think that the Sun Belt, even regardless of whether or not they want to still be a division, do you think they're going to be forced to kind of break apart and just go through that conference versus conference type of thing if it does happen in the future? I think the first thing that you have to assume is that the Big Ten and the SEC will eventually leave the NCAA. I think they will take their football programs private and they will remove them from the NCAA ecosystem. And the NCAA will throw a fit about, well, if you're going to take your football team, then you have to take your field hockey team too. And I think that the big 10 and the sec will be making so much money that they can do that. And I think you'll end up kind of like how you have now where you have FBS, FCS division two, division one. It's going to be like that. Yeah. You you'll have the, the big 10 and the sec, whatever they want to call themselves after they leave, they'll be the cream of the crop. Then you'll have, you know, the remaining NCAA Division I FBS teams, which the Sun Belt will be a powerhouse in that. And and then you'll have, you know, FCS will still exist, Division II, Division III, NAIA. But I think that in that scenario, if the Sun Belt holds together, the Sun Belt is the powerhouse of that. If those schools, if the SEC and the Big Ten decide not to leave, and not form their own league and stay inside the NCAA, I think eventually you won't have a choice. I think you will eventually have to because ESPN isn't going to give you literally any money. Right. All of your games will be on the plus. Right. And it just popped into my mind. I was thinking, I was thinking before it even gets to that point, I feel like some of these teams could go like the Notre Dame round and could go independent. And like, kind of like during that COVID year when you don't think that could happen. Honestly, I, I I would be interested to see like a team go independent. And just like during that COVID year when they had to pick a division, it would like Notre Dame went with like the ACC. I'm kind of wondering if like something yeah, like that. But yeah. like, here's the thing. Like, so I grew up around Virginia, whatever. Um, 
and they're in the ACC, and and I, I'm I have my hand raised next, whatever. But I'll Virginia's not selling a, a Virginia Plus like Notre Dame is selling Peacock. Like at the end of the day, you mentioned Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a different story, and they are on the same track as Texas with the fan base. It's not just the people that went there; they have a fan base beyond that. There are only a handful of schools that can actually do that and be successful. A lot of schools in the ACC cannot do that. Yeah. That was going to be my add on to that is like BYU was independent. Like a couple, like I think they were like a couple years ago and they, they, they were floundering to even find opponents. First chance they got, they joined a power. Conference. Exactly. And so like Alabama could go independent. Texas could go independent. Ohio State could go independent. Yep. Right. Maybe LSU. I think think LSU could do it. But like those big schools in general, like you can just go independent for a year and just saying, I'm going to go to this conference right here. Kansas couldn't. Baylor couldn't. Arizona State couldn't. Arizona couldn't. No team in the Sun Belt would last even six months as, as an independent. If yeah, App State came out to tomorrow and said, "Hey, we don't want to be in the Sun Belt anymore. We're going to go independent and audition for the Power Five conferences," which that term will now die. It's the Power Four, but it's, it's completely dead. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if if App State came out tomorrow and they're the school that has the best chance, right? They're the school that that has the most name recognition in the Sun Belt. I think that they would be crawling back to the Sun Belt, begging for to have us back. Like, I don't think that going independent works at all. And I don't think that the Power Five conferences are interested in adding a school like App State. Like, you've got to remember, adding Arizona and Arizona State is massive for the big 12 because it gives them the Southwest. It gives them Phoenix. I love the idea of app state in the Sun Belt. Boone, North Carolina isn't selling to anyone. The SEC does. The SEC does not want Boone, North Carolina. They want Vanderbilt because they're in Nashville. They want Texas because they're in Austin and it's Texas. They want Oklahoma because it gives them all of the Midwest. Like I know Nebraska's big, but they've also been terrible for the last 15 years. So like they want, they're after markets more than teams. Correct. They want Colorado, not because it's Colorado. They want coach prime and they want the entire state of Colorado. Correct. They want Denver. Yeah. Like that's what they want. And so if you're a Sunbelt team and you look at this and you say, hey, maybe we can jump in. Hey, maybe look at all the money that the SEC is making or the Big Ten's making or whatever. You're, you're not you're not going to get that. You're just not. Josh, you had a point to add. Yeah, and, and as we've talked, obviously I have multiple. But first of all, going back to what we said, like it was five minutes ago now, but cross country will literally mean for those schools, cross country, like they're going to have to fly cross country to run a race. They will complete in 16 to 15 to 14 minutes and they will come right back. Um, We were talking volleyball. 
if you get skunked 3-0 in your set, you're flying five hours from Oregon to Rutgers for a one-hour match, and you're coming back. For every other sport except for football, and in those markets, basketball, because basketball makes a lot of money there, um, it is going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to those programs. And moving on from that, I think the best thing that the Sun Belt can do right now is absolutely nothing. I think the best thing they can do is keep all their members in this beautiful conference that we finally built because we took advantage of the first conference realignment. That was fine. That was needed. That was conferences were made tighter. Conference USA really got a lot weaker, but the Sun Belt really solidified its place and moved argue not arguably the best out of any real conference left because now this whole movement turned this sec and in big 10 into these super conferences um the sun belt did great in the last conference realignment that was fine if we had stayed there that would be fine but now we're in this frontier i'm really i i am kind of convinced that we're moving towards separation of those two conferences so with that being said i think the best thing the sun belt can do is nothing keep all its members continue to build the schools and be good like they've been and be loyal to the NCAA because ultimately in football that's going to lead to the Sun Belt being one of the best one or two conferences being that actually compete under the NCAA in football and that's going to lead to some if that happens then you will have some Sun Belt national champions in football in the foreseeable future if those two conferences dip from the NCAA. So I think the Sun Belt is actually in a really good spot with this because they have a conference, they're tight. Like you said, No, I've heard no chatter about any Sun Belt school leaving for any other conference. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be shocked, like completely shocked to my core, if the ACC disbands Maybe one or two of those people that couldn't find anything end up in the Sun Belt because it's a stable conference that wants to go to maybe 16 members. But I think that the ultimate domino for this whole movement that we're in, this whole period that we're in, will be the ACC because at some points it sounds like it's crumbling, but it's still together. Nobody's left it. Whatever the ACC does will determine the future of college football, I think, in, in terms of whether what they do. But the Sun Belt, the best thing that they can do is keep everybody together, do nothing, and don't piss off the NCAA, and they will be a powerhouse in the future. Yeah, And that's good for Coastal, obviously. I want to add one little thing here before I turn it over to you, Mario. The biggest domino for me and this is going to sound weird, but let me talk out my logic, is Tulane. Because if Tulane chooses to join the SEC or the Big 12, which is being rumored, over joining the Sun Belt, over staying in the American, that creates a cascading domino effect for all the Southern schools that are in the AAC. The Sunbelt can get real lucky here and nab SMU to give Texas State an in-state opponent. 
They can nab Memphis. They can steal, you know, a Louisville. I know they're in the ACC, but but steal a Louisville. If we really want to, we could we could take Liberty from Conference USA. Oh God, I don't want those. We don't want them either, but I don't want them anywhere near my conference. They don't deserve to even be in Division One. Get rid of them. But like Tulane. And as weird as it is, a school that hasn't been relevant, you know, uh, relevant in years, like they had one good season last year, could be the biggest domino for what happens to the Sun Belt specifically. Mario, I'll turn it over to you here, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Right. As far as what you and Josh said, I completely agree. The only thing is, if that does happen, where the Sun Belt starts adding teams, I really hope it's teams that are like close to the states that we already have. For instance, like Josh was talking about, like just going there playing, getting scum three on in volleyball or playing like an hour match. But we're also forgetting about baseball. You go and play nine innings and then you got to travel cross country. If you're on an away trip to a different state, you're, you're, you're basically, you only get like probably a good day at your like actual hometown or your home or your college. And then you got to fly back to like, and then you got to fly again to wherever you got to go. That's toxic enough. You think about soccer, think about how much running they have to do just back and forth. And then they got to go and go cross country to another team. It's not just the short sports. The ones where you're constantly running and you're constantly on the road or you're constantly playing like games and it's just you don't get a break. That's that's a problem right there. So that's how that's affecting them. As far as what you guys said about the Sun Belt, I just hope the Sun Belt doesn't like overpopulate itself. I would love to have like SMU and Tennessee and all of them, but I would, but I want, at least I wanted to at least be a schedule where we're not busting our asses to get to go cross country to play these teams. And we got to do it every single time. I want it to be fair to all these student athletes, which is what a lot of athletic departments are not thinking of right now, but this is definitely huge for, uh, for the Sun Belt, Like you said, with Tulane, it could take over the entire Southern market. And, and I'm telling you, the Sun Belt is going, I have a feeling the Sun Belt is going to be benefited tremendously with this. And if they're not, then there's a problem going on in the NCAA because it's time for us to get our respect. I agree a hundred percent, but I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, pretty unanimous across the board for, for the shot show here. We're not fans of what's happening in college athletics um, for a lot of reasons, but the main ones, and I'll just reiterate this thinking about only football and making decisions for your entire athletic department based solely on football and solely on money is going to get you killed. Especially when that money is based off of ESPN who just had to lay off half of their staff. Like where's that? Where's the money? They don't have enough money to keep people on staff, but they're going to pay you a billion dollars for your, for your rights. Uh, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul there. So we'll see. We'll keep our eye out. Um, I, like I said, I don't think anything is going to happen to any of the Sunbelt schools. I think if anything, the Sunbelt will do what they did last time in the last round of, of realignment where they'll scoop up teams that make economic and geographical sense for them that are kind of outcasted from their current conferences. Um, I don't think the Sunbelt will expand super far west and if they decide that that's the route they want to go i think you'll have a lot of fans that uh, that become super upset with that and um 
I just don't think it fits the mold of a, of a current group of five team or excuse me, group of five conference. So we'll see, we'll see how this plays out, but uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Follow us on Twitter at the Sean show on Instagram at Sean X now since we last. Oh recorded. God. I'm not calling it. <laughs> it's still I came back from, I came back from um, Vegas after a week of no service. And I was like, where, where the fuck is Twitter? Yeah, it's it's Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, I'm never calling it X. All right, bet. They are tweets. Like, are they X's now? No, I'm I think not, they're still tweets. I'm, I'm done with that. But follow us on Twitter, at <laughs> The Shant Show, on Instagram, at Shant Show. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, I, I'd really like to know... Everyone on here, I'd love to know your opinion on specifically Colorado. That's why I asked Jordan that question. They were the ones that really kicked off this last round. Um, Their move to the Big 12 will pocket them way more money than the Pac-12. But I don't think that they should be motivated by money. Just kind of my idea out there. But with that, we'll wrap it up. As always, Sean's up. Oh, this feels so good. Fire, lift, 